and they believed in me and they've been with me through my other careers and my other businesses. And so that really gave me the confidence to be like, oh, I do have a good skill set from these other careers that transitions over. I do know what I'm talking about. Right. That brings up an amazingly powerful point. I'll have what she's having. Welcome to another edition of Digital Confidence Podcast. Hey, welcome back to the show. Today's guest, very special guest, is from Hawaii. I would ask you how the weather is, but uh, it's 82 degrees and it's uh, partly sunny and it rains every 10 minutes and then it doesn't, I'm I'm sure. But uh, it's uh, Marina Tolentino. Hi, Marina. How are you? Good. I'm so excited to be here. I'm glad glad you're here. And I want to prep a little bit, the audience, a little bit in terms of why you're here and the really cool thing that we're going to talk about today, which is actually the pandemic pivot. It's about uh, changing jobs uh, as mm-hmm. as a mom, as a woman uh, during the pandemic, which is even a more fun and crazy time to be doing that and into real estate nonetheless. Yeah, because so, I have 35, 36 some odd years in real estate that I've I have my own. I still have the company still. Uh, oh God, so awesome. Marina is a director of ops for the collaboration is the name of it, right? With over 100 top producing agents with EXP Realty, which is the realty of with the realtors you work with, right? Her boundaries and clear vision of how not to start a business. I love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, helps entrepreneurs get clear about their priorities and build a business that serves them instead of falling prey to the hustle culture that dominates social media. And we just talked about that in regards to how they could be a three-headed monster or it could help you out. And this is the kicker here. So business owners with a focus on moms in real estate, they want to escape the constant overwhelming of trying to do it all, which is a huge underlying issue here, right? He says, you're on a mission to free agents from the traditional hamster wheel and instead design a life to be present and enjoy the ride. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we're done. Thanks for being on the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much to unpack, but it's good. Oh, that is, but but again, I need, I wanted to share that because that's exactly what we're going to talk about pretty much, right? In mm-hmm. terms of the transition and the businesses stuff. So can you kind of start, you know, pandemic-ish time in terms of mm-hmm. setting the setting the stage and then kind of roll through why you decided to change and then, you know, the family thing and kind of throw it out there. Absolutely. So early 2020, right. Um, I was at the time carrying three businesses on my shoulders. Um, I was a wedding planner. So I was doing that all over Hawaii and California. Loved it. It was awesome. And we never thought that something like the pandemic would happen and shut us down. And so things were going along cummingly. Um, I just delivered my baby in January of 2020. And then I also had my honey company and I also had um, uh, a Rome Rentals, which is a staging company and a furniture rental company. So I was oh, doing wow. the prop styling and stuff for photo shoots too. So all kinds of fun, creative stuff all the time. Um, and then March hit and we were literally on a staycay at Ko'olina, which is one of the cool resort areas here on Oahu. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were told us we couldn't go to the beach and they told us events are shutting down and they told us all they of shut, these- They shut the beaches down? Oh yeah. You couldn't go oh. to the I didn't crazy. know that. Oh my yes. god! Okay, it was so bad. So we're staring out of this beautiful hotel and like looking at the goon. We can't go outside. Uh, but Bummer. at the time, so picture this: a uh, two-month-old, and then at the time, a five-year-old, and just going, "Oh my gosh, we are not going to see events for two plus years." And it was yeah, true. It was right. just so horrific. 
Um, so the next 30 days was brides demanding refunds left and right. Like people oh, in Australia yeah. who literally couldn't come to Hawaii, they were just locked in. Um, it was horrible. And so as a business owner, you're scrambling, your savings is depleted because you're having to give deposits back and that money you've spent. Like it was super crazy. Yeah. Um, and then at the same time, we had all this inventory with our rental furniture too. And so we're like holding inventory, holding storage overhead is still happening. It was just a lot. And I had to decide, wow. I was like, are we going to try to survive this and like deplete everything just to hang on, you know, or what else are we going to do? Um, and so I just kind of had this like light bulb moment of, well, you know what? I've already been staging homes. I've already been working with sellers. I've already been working with listing agents. I wonder if I could give real estate a shot. Um, and so pretty much just took the plunge like a week later, I started my course a week later. I was just like super clear, like, Hey, emergency, I need to do something and act quickly. <laughs> so you made, you made that decision that quickly. And then you took yes. action that fast, Yes, which is, like, which is really time. right. Yeah. But really, which is the key. It's interesting how leverage really gets you to make a move, right? Oh yeah. And, and your leverage is okay. Everything's gone down the crapper. Totally. We have no income coming in. And I'm assuming you said a honey business. Is that the second one that you were talking about? Yeah. So we own Tolentino Honeyco. It's a family business that we have. Um, we have a farm out in Waianae and a bunch of beehives. Did it's that good. keep some money coming in just to kind of hold on to yeah, things? Some, but it's never been a huge income generator. Oh, okay. It's a small, more like hobby business. Um, mm -hmm. But we do retail to all the stories here, but it's not enough to like survive off of. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, so let's go back. So you're now you're, you're like, boom, you're in. So you took, you started taking your classes. Yep. Uh, so literally it was the whole, it's still the the fourth trimester basically with the kids. So in between naps, in between nursing, I would just squeeze it in as I could responding to brides. Okay. Do some real estate course. It was all online, which was awesome. So I could just mm -hmm. literally log in and it started timer of your pre-licensing course. Um, jammed it out within two months, the 60 hour requirement, which is pretty good. Um, and then by June, I was fully licensed and locked in and ready to go. Wow. But it was terrifying. <laughs> wow. And that's, and yeah. of course that's June, going back, that's June of the, that first year, right? The, the, 2020. Yes. Right. The, mm -hmm. the COVID was hitting. Okay. So being in real estate at that time and understanding what was going on, I know that there was a lot, it was real sketchy, like in terms oh, yeah. of like, uh, inspections, and uh, uh, getting in and even how was it just mm -hmm. getting your license at that time and then trying to get a job right when it, when everybody wasn't, you know, within 10 feet of each other? It was really interesting. And I would say I wouldn't I didn't even really have a concept of the business pre COVID because I was just working with those sellers and doing the creative side. I didn't really understand how the whole flow of transactions work. I didn't see behind the curtain of a business of real estate. So this was brand new for me. It was like literally business bootcamp 101. Luckily I've been an entrepreneur before. So I knew I needed like a certain number of things in place and just binge all this information to get started. But yeah, I mean, it was um, showings had to be spaced apart. People were sanitizing homes in between um, open houses was one person at a time. And then mind you, again, I didn't really have the perspective of what interest rates were before. And all of a sudden we're at 3%, 2.5%, like crazy. So we'd have an open house with literally a line around the block of people sanitizing in between saying one family at a time, we're all masked up, gloved up. It was just insanity. insanity. Would you say it was overwhelming? Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Everyone and their mom wanted to buy a house and I didn't know what I was doing. And it was... <laughs> So, so you found yourself brand new, uh, you made, you took the plunge. You're in a brand new uh, uh, career. You're mm -hmm. in, now it's going hundred miles an hour. What's your emotional state through that from the fact that you, you've, it seems like you made, when you made your decision, you were just very clear on your intention. Yeah. And because, because of the fact that you needed a job that was going to pay a, because 
you know, you've got people that depend on you. You've got family, mm-hmm. you know, that then you get into the whole thing where you, this starts to happen and you start to get into the meat and potatoes, like the, the backroom stuff for yeah. any, any job. There's always, you know, many layers to the onion that you don't realize until you get in it. Yeah. So what, how did you, what was your mental state and you know, the ups and downs and stuff. And then how did you manage to kind of persevere through that? Yeah, that's a great question. I think it's just the true analogy of a roller coaster. One day you're up, one day you're down and you're just all over the place. Um, But more so than anything, I had to look back inside and like find this inner confidence because real estate is such a sharky competitive industry. Yeah, it is. You don't know your stuff. Agents are very mean. I'll just say that. Very mean is an understatement. Like (laughs) you don't know what you're talking about. Don't you know the contract? Just all the Mm -hmm. things. Um, And so I was constantly feeling beat down and then also not knowing what expectations to set with clients because I was so desperate for business. I was up at 11 o'clock at night talking with clients that are crying to me that make me cry. And then it was just like this whole thing. And so I was living constantly in a state of reactivity and it was so bad for my health and like just my peace, just everything. Cause you're just desperate for business, right? My bank accounts like dwindling. And at the same time, I feel not confident in the business. So you're just you're grasping at this point. It's like we're drowning and we just want something. It yeah, was, it's it it, yeah, it's crazy. And it, it, knowing real estate as well, especially residential real estate, it's mm-hmm. it is very soap opera. It is very hold hand stuff. It is it is uh, very emotional. It's a very yes. emotional real estate market versus the commercial stuff. So you have you're dealing with that. You have no boundaries right now because you don't mm-hmm. really know that you really. Probably didn't even need yeah. boundaries, which the second you get in real estate, you realize you need big time boundaries. Oh, yeah. So you, so now you're in a position where you've got to establish those. You mm-hmm. have people calling you at 11, 12 o'clock crying, which doesn't surprise me at all. That happens all the time. So yeah. you're trying to deal with that. At the same time, you've got mm-hmm. little ones, you've mm-hmm. got family, you've got, mm-hmm. and most importantly, you've got you. Mm-hmm. Right. From a self care. Let's not forget we were homeschooling this entire time. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, see, you didn't mention that part <laughs> because so, of the pandemic. The schools are. Oh, shut that's down. right. That's right. Yeah. And, and so you're homeschooling. Okay. Yeah. So, so then let's talk about because I know that from a working mom's perspective, and especially somebody that was going through a situation like you, it it's insanely overwhelming and it's brand new. So you're on the learning curve too. At the same time, what did you do to strike the balance? What did you do when, when, when it came in, when you did get too overwhelmed or when you did start getting, you know, the, the anger was starting or the depression or the physical issues, or how did you manage through all those things? Uh, well, shout out to my husband for being uh, the, the ear that he heard all of this. So definitely a lot of venting and like just letting it out. Cause he has no idea, right? He's not in the real estate industry. He doesn't know any of this stuff. And we're lucky that we were self-employed so he could stay home with the kids. We could shift parent a lot. And so we just like pass the baton. Okay, you're on duty. Okay, I'm going to do this. Okay, you're on duty. Uh, But really with the business stuff, it was going to my mentor and leader, which was Travis Ferris. He owns our team um, and just saying, is this normal? Am I a crazy person? Or like, what am I doing wrong? What would you say in these situations? And just constantly going to that that voice of reason. Um, And then he could be like, oh, this person's absolutely bonkers. Or no, you're in the right. Just stay strong, you know, like keep their line. Um, But negotiating was new for me. I wasn't really used to that. Um, As far as contracts go, like with my creative stuff, it was just, here's my value. Either you book me or you don't. With real estate, you're in a 30-day negotiation period. So there's a lot of back and forth. And that was new for me. So there was a lot of, well, how do I express what I'm trying to say without being offensive and just 
really leaning right. on his advice a lot. Yeah, and that's the balance. And it's totally different from coming from an, like almost an artistic entrepreneurial yeah. background type of a thing. Mm-hmm. How was your confidence through that? All over the board, <laughs> literally, because I just didn't know what I didn't know. But I would say by six months in, I definitely started to feel a sense of confidence because people were coming to me out of the woodworks all of a sudden. They noticed I was active on social media and they believed in me and they've been with me through my other careers and my other businesses. And so that really gave me the confidence to be like, oh, I do have a good skill set from these other careers that transitions over. I do know what I'm talking about. Right. That brings up an amazingly powerful point. And the point is, mm-hmm. is that at a lot, and especially for women, because uh, the, the when you guys get into something, especially something brand new, there's, there's, there's no competence, right? Because you just, you just don't have any because you don't, you've never done it before. So, but, but for some reason you guys, because you put so much pressure on yourself and you have, you have more refined, uh, you know, you just have a more refined mind and you process things better. You, you put this pressure on yourself that you, that you should be competent, even in coming into something that is, that is brand new. And that, and that, that's the spot, the downward spiral, right? In terms of confidence, it just destroys it because you're not competent and you have these expectations of you needing to be that way. Whereas what you did was a great end around to that, which Mm -hmm. was not looking at it from, I I'm competent with the real estate or was this brand new thing or with contracts or with dealing (laughs) with these these man, man, children and women, children out there that are calling me at midnight. You said, I I got confidence from the just the true bottom line of people knowing who I am and mm-hmm. coming in and people understanding that they know that I am, you know, that I am a good person, that I can that I say yeah. what I mean, that I have levels of integrity and I would be a good person to work with. That's mm-hmm. such an, an important part of all of this and something that uh, that is a really good shift in terms of the mindset from mm-hmm. from thinking that you need to be competent to falling back and just saying, you know, I'm just going to I'm going to give it my best shot because I'm a good person and I I know what I can bring to the table. And that's what it sounded like to you. How did it how did it proceed from there? Did it make it easier to follow through and to continue on uh, in your journey? Absolutely. When you get a text or an email or a DM that says we can't wait to work with you, you're the only one we want to work with. All of a sudden, the light turns on and you're like, oh, my gosh. They want to work with me. Why do they want to work with me? And it's just, it builds this confidence and then it becomes a repetition. The more positive affirmations you get from clients or even there was a lot of realtors who were telling me I was doing such an awesome job. And I was like, really? Like, I don't know what I'm doing, but thank you for noticing. But <laughs> hey, I think just take it, just take it, it, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I knew I had a really disciplined and I was going to go all in on this. Um, and I showed up. I was the first to everything. I was always prepared. And you look around the room and I mean, not to shame on realtors, but a lot of them are lazy and a lot of them just don't do what they're supposed to do. Yeah, it's so, the nine, it's the 90-10. It's a 9010. Yeah, You're right. It, it's Did you ever have a situation to where somebody came in and just started? Because I, I know how I know how agents are, especially residential agents. They're brutal. Did you did you have a situation where they they tried to knock you down at the knees and you oh, yeah. and then you and then what did you do and how did you go about, you know, reframing things and and doing a little program interrupting to yeah. back into a positive? I had to aspect. end the call literally because it was so bad. <laughs> Really? So well, it's, we'll he t- was just talk about going that. hammer at me. Um, we were negotiating. My buyer was having some financial issues, so we were asking for an extension on one of the on, on one of the terms. Um, and he was just like, "You should have known this. Like, what expectations are you setting? Like, you don't even know what you're talking about." Blah blah. blah. And just like started hitting some of my little pressure points. And I was like, "Yo, this is gonna go real bad." And like, I was getting watery. I just listening yeah. to him talk to me. 
And so I said, excuse me, we need to pause this conversation. This isn't going anywhere positive or anywhere to solution. I'm going to hang up the phone and we're going to talk tomorrow. And I just, and then I got off the phone and started bawling. Right. (laughs) But, but. Right. But what a great move. You you understood what your boundaries were in terms of, yeah. of being engaged with somebody that was like that. And you knew that it was a no win situation. Right. Oh, I mean, no. there, it's, you, you can know, talk it's, any reason. It's it's yeah. it's Sun Tzu in the art of war. Right. They say, hey, if you if you know you can't win the war, then don't fight it. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no way you're going to you're, you're going to turn this guy or anything's going to yeah. good is going to come out of it. So you made you made, you know, you made the empowering move of. Mm-hmm. making your decision and making and creating your boundaries. So yeah, that's great. In, in looking at what you went through and uh, on, in terms of the business, cause we've been talking mostly about that and how that's transpired and how that sort of manifested into the success that you have today. And then it going so far as to you now yeah. mentoring others in doing yeah. this, how is it now with the family dynamic of the two kids and you've got the uh, job, the full-time because real estate can, can totally be a full-time job plus like two full-time jobs yeah. and, and the kids and the balance, you know, it, I, I always say it really helps to have a strong teammate and it sounds like you have a really strong teammate. Mm-hmm. What other, what other things would, would you like to share in regards to the things that work to make all of that balanced and all of that productive? Well, I'll just say as a realtor, you can never be a one-man show. And the sooner you realize that and start to accept that you need help, and that's actually going to build your business is step number one. So um, by April of 2021, so almost at the one-year mark, I made my first hire as a, with a VA virtual assistant. Um, she was local here on island, but she worked remotely from home with her kids. And that was just like the aha moment of, oh my gosh, I can give you like 50% of my plates. Like just take them all. Like there's so much busy work and like admin stuff that I was doing and being caught up with that it was causing the communication with my clients to suffer. It was causing my work-life balance to suffer. And then once I had that aha moment of, wow, if I can handle all this off, how much more can I generate on the income side if I just focus more on the clients, right? Mm -hmm. So that was huge. Um, And then really understanding and delegating the the power of leverage. So getting into a leadership position, I knew that was something I wanted to go into if I wasn't going to go solo on my own. So we are on a team, but I wanted showing agents. I wanted people to show for me. There's no way realistically it could be showing 12 clients at the same time. Like it just wasn't happening. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I'm leaning on the team, other new agents who might not have really little experience, but they want to get out there. They want to go open doors and help people out talking to buyers. That's a great way to do it. And then I'm home. That's the best part. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I just have to follow up. Hey, how did it go? Let's write a contract, you know? So right. that it, saves so it, much time. Yeah. And then how does that work at home? Do you guys, you guys still split your time uh, he works, he's also self-employed as well. And then how do you, uh, uh, how do you balance that thing with the babies and, and, you know, spending, and I know yeah. I was a single dad, I was a girl dad for years. And mm-hmm. it was one of those things where I always obviously made it a priority, but you still, sometimes the job speaks and it comes up and you have to do things because you need the job in order to, you know, survive and to take care of your children. So how does that happen? How does that work when things like that come up and, and uh, how do you Mm -hmm. handle that? So over communication always, because even if you don't say it, we all have expectations of how our evenings are going to go or a day's off. Right. Mm -hmm. And so just setting the expectation with your partner to say, Hey, this is my intention for this day coming up, or these are the things I have planned. It might change. Just letting them know there's even a little bit of gray area instead of them thinking it's a black and white is huge. Um, But then a lot of the time it's just that shift parenting, that communication to say, I'm going to have to be flexible on the weekends. That's just part of this career. So just get that straight too. 
Um, but I always have a couple nannies on, on standby if I need them, if my husband's not able. And then we do have in-laws here too. So I could always drive a couple minutes and drop them off. Um, but yeah, as far as the nighttime stuff goes, I've just made that a boundary. Like after four or 5 PM, I'm not answering it unless it's urgent. And I'm trying to actively filter and vet out every single text and call. I do respond to text still, but I try to be intentional about it where it's not attached to my hand the whole night. It's like, I'm going to check this every 30 minutes, just make sure I didn't miss anything, but that's family time. And actually my husband did start a regular job, an employee job in the fall. Hmm. So now we're fast forward 2023. Um, So he works three 12 hour shifts a week. And so that's 1 PM to 1 AM. And that's interesting. That's been a big shift in our lifestyle and just time planning and things, but I kind of like it now that we're into it and we kind of get the groove that's like three days of mommy time. That's how I think of it. Those are mommy's nights. We get to do fun things. And that's just like a quality time that with my husband, sometimes we're doing other things or running errands together, but with mommy nights, it's quiet, it's calm. And we like just fun things. So See, I that, love it. And that's the key really, right? Structure, uh, proper <laughs> boundaries. And you, you had mentioned it, realistic expectations. Mm-hmm. realistic. You don't have to be a people pleaser. You don't have to be there for everybody at every second of the day. You just don't. And, and because, because women are, you guys just are, you're just, you're more compassionate. You're, you're more empathetic. You're more understanding. You feel as though you need to be there for people. You need to be there for your clients, all that. but you need to be there for yourself. And that, and that leads me to the last, the, the second to the last question I have is there's the family there's the job and then there's you is everybody being taken care of and uh how's the self-care going mm-hmm, absolutely so i learned that the hard way through depleting my tank completely to like gassed out burnout situation this was like oh 2021 2022 so basically till summer of last year i was just going 110 all the time working around the clock and it was just too much 5 a.m zoom calls drop-offs then back to the computer and it was just whoo it was a lot Um, and I just, I hit a stall where I was like, dang, I'm not going to be, well, number one, I noticed I was not energetic when my kids did get home from school. I was like, let me be lazy on the couch. I don't even want to go outside with you guys. I just want to sit here and do nothing. Yeah. You got nothing left, right? What the heck kind of mom is that? I can't get on the floor to play with you. Yeah. (laughs) What I was doing with my time was making me that way. And I realized it because you see, like when your children first get home, they're so excited to play, like they're lit up in the eyes. And then you tell them you want to sit on the couch and watch TV and just like sadness. Yes. And I'm like, oh man, I am like breaking his heart right now by not like doing things and going bike riding and stuff. And that's all he wants to do is play with mommy. I realized how short the time is that we have when they're this young and they actually think we're cool. So I want to take advantage of it. You know, like I know middle school's coming. So <laughs> Yeah. The, the think we're cool part ends quickly. I have to say, I sadly it does, but you know, it is what it is. So how, how old are your kids right now? So he's seven, my son's seven and my daughter's okay. three. How about self-care? How, how are yeah. you taking care of yourself in all of this, which is just Absolutely, as yeah. if not more important than anything else. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's time alone. Absolutely. Like no one either can be home or I'm going somewhere where I'm by myself. And then I've come up with like a joy list, like things that bring me joy that are just for me. So one of my favorite things is to just get a good home decor magazine, light a candle, get an iced coffee. And like, that's my time or like going and getting a good book. And I love my self-development books, but also just like cookbooks, like go to the library and get some cookbooks, get inspired, do something for fun. Um, going to get fresh flowers, like literally just like little things here and there throughout the week. But I notice if I go too long without doing that, then I start to get snappy and I start to like hit this like 
I have no limit. Just like, ah, that's not the version I want to be. And so it's constant awareness of like, okay, it's Wednesday. I'm going to show up like the Marina that I want everyone to think I am, but also the Marina I want to feel like I want to feel, which is confident, which is happy, which is peaceful, not in a hurry, um, all of those things, but it's taken work. It's taken coaching. It's taken therapy. It's, it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Again, uh, uh, lean on the resources. Uh, there's mm-hmm. absolutely nothing wrong with therapy. In fact, everything's right with therapy. Everything's right with coaching. Oh, yeah. uh, I don't know anybody that's successful personally, and you probably the same way that doesn't have uh, some sort of a mentor and some sort of uh, somebody that you can talk to, coach, a yeah. therapist and whatnot. It's so vitally important. Last <laughs> question. Let's say that uh, that that there is a working woman, there's a, a, a mom with kids thinking about doing a transition into a different career. It doesn't have to be real estate, something yeah. uh, in that same exact mindset that you were at that time, uh, maybe not because of the reasons, because, mm-hmm. you know, the, but let's just say, what would be your biggest, you know, nugget of knowledge or advice yeah. in terms of somebody that is facing that particular major transition in their life? Mm-hmm. So if you're going to do a career career transition, or maybe you're a stay-at-home mom and you're starting to enter the workforce, that's a huge thing too, mm-hmm. where people feel like, I don't have any job skills. I have nothing on my resume. Like I've just been a mom. What the heck do I do? I would come up with, like write down your whole list of fears, like all the things that are holding you back or making you worry or feel like you're not enough or comparison, like just write it all down. And then right opposing to that, you need to come up with an equal number of reasons of why you are valuable, why you are credible, why you do have all these skill sets. And then almost like outperform that, like come up with more things that are confidence building and and like emboldening than the negative. And then anytime you're having that moment where you're frozen, failure to launch, like whatever it is, like go back to that list, put it on the mirror and read it out loud if you have to be like, I am beautiful. I am smart. I am disciplined, like whatever it is. And that'll just like step you out. Uh, But realize everybody is so unique and there is no such thing as oversaturation because no one else can be you. So just be you to the fullest. Like, absolutely. Oh my God, I couldn't sit up. That's a mic drop. We're just going to end it right there. Well, thank you, Marina. I really appreciate it. And can you give me a little bit or give everybody a little bit of information how they can get in touch with you if they feel like, you know, chatting, uh, coaching, mentoring, or uh, even, uh, you know, talking about real estate stuff? Absolutely. Yep. So Instagram, I'm most active on. Um, it's at Marina T Tolentino underscore. Um, and then if you guys want, I have a free like freebie. It's a PDF of all like 50 things you can delegate right off the top. So if you're feeling overwhelmed right now and you're like, I don't even know where to start, but I have no time for myself. I can't remember the last time I went on a date night, like any of those issues. Um, it's a great list to go through and just filter out your life. Like what can you take off your plate right now? There's 50 things you could do. Um, It's really great. Just DM me and I'm happy to do that. And my DMs are always open if you guys want questions or just talk mommy life. That's the best part because you're not in it alone. We're all right. together. Amen. Well, thank yeah. you, Marina. I really appreciate it. And uh, I will uh, talk to everybody next week. Thanks. Thank you.